Welcome to the Business of Property Podcast. I'm Simon. I'm Stuart. We're both property people running our own businesses. This podcast is just us chatting, as we often do, about anything and everything property. So it's been a couple of weeks since we, we last had a, a, a chat, Stuart, about uh, things that are going on in our, in our own pr- property businesses. And back then, I think you were saying quite a lot was, was grinding to a halt for you. Yeah, but uh, but some of that's changed. So, how are your your finances and also your your refinances? I mean, um, and uh, and building works and things looking now. Yeah, so yeah, back then, essentially the the lenders that I was working with, one of them pulled out of the market, and the others just said we're putting everything on hold until we've gotten through our backlog of mortgage holidays, and that's that's slowly changing. So. It, yeah, as as we know in property, there there's always double edged swords because yeah, I got a call the other day just saying right, okay, the uh, the lenders are now looking at uh, at your uh, applications, but of course, immediately I then get an email requesting you know more more information than I've ever had available about sort of current finances and everything else. But um, the good news is, yeah, I think it was the Regent Street property we talked about both. So that's a property where I'm splitting the freehold and refinancing as individual properties than it currently yeah. is. So that's so that's back. So that's now working. But like, uh, like I said, the challenge we seem to have now is that uh, there's even more questions than there was previously. So uh, something you and I have spoken about before in terms of lending is that you know whether you're borrowing through a limited company or personal now most banks want you know to see things like cash flow documents they want to see um, portfolio summaries and although i'd already provided those they're now asking more questions around that and cash flow documents so have they have they asked whether you've taken advantage of a of a payment holiday or mortgage holiday should i say at all they haven't actually and they're obviously aware of you know what I do uh, with them across their portfolio, yeah. but uh, yeah, they, uh, they uh, no, that isn't a question they've asked. Actually, interestingly, because you'd think they would. Mm. H- have you actually taken advantage of mortgage holidays as yet? I haven't. That's the it's it's kind of the last thing I will do. Uh, you and I may have spoken about this sort of off offline, so to speak. But although I know it's there, it's something I'm um you know, I'm I'm really sort of loath to do. Not that I wouldn't, just because my view is that regardless of sort of current, you know, phraseology around it being fine and that, you know, it it won't impact lending in the future. My personal experiences with banks have been, you know, mostly good. But I think, you know, there'll always be a mark against that mortgage that there wasn't a payment holiday. And as you said previously, you know, we still have to pay for it. It's we're just kicking that can down the road. So, yeah. And again, just to be really clear, it may come to a point where I have to take mortgage holidays. And if that's the case, and you know, I'd say to anyone that that's in that situation, if that's the case, you you just got to do it. You know, for first rule of this environment, as far as I'm concerned, is survive. Um, I, I'm fortunate in that I had some rental revenues through, and we, we'll come on to that in our conversation, but. I also had a little bit of money set aside, personal money, you know, we're not talking about much, but enough to cover May's mortgages because that's the challenge. And, you know, then rent should cover the following month just. So, you know, the, the, there's no additional monies, so to speak, but we, you know, I've worked out a day by day cash flow 
and um yeah i'm literally following this a day at a time that's uh that, that sounds a bit uh a bit nail-bitingly close <laughs> uh, i think that's uh, often the way with this situation isn't it uh, i think a lot of businesses and a lot of people are are uh, having to go right up to the wire yeah and um, yeah sorry sam no i i was just going to say that i've heard anecdotal uh, comments about the the mortgage holiday sort of in both directions so some mortgage brokers and and people who should be in the know have been saying it, it's definitely fine it, it won't won't have any negative impact on on future borrowing and then i've had or sorry i've heard other people saying uh lenders have already started asking whether you've uh taken advantage of a, a mortgage holiday and of course they're they're not asking just for fun they're, that will will inevitably mm. feature into their, their decision making process and and that's kind of where i sit on it because you know working and we, we've talked about this before working in data you know regardless of what the outcomes are if you have a mortgage holiday that is then recorded and they, therefore it's incumbent on us if, if someone asks that question we, we've got to answer it and no doubt that um that record will appear and my experience of a lender in the past, I had an experience where we were, we were looking to buy, um, it, was, it was a big property, it was an 11 bed property that we were going to try and, uh, we, my uh, business partner on this project, were going to scale down into sort of three apartments, sort of three, three bed apartments, something like that. And we found a lender and the lender sort of said, yep, yeah, 100% loan on it, really keen to loan on it. But I got the impression from the outset that they wanted the loan, but they weren't keen on the property. Anyway, the, the sort of real short summary of the story is that they put lots and lots of obstacles in front of me and my partner on that one. So, for example, they said, you know, your your current limited company setup isn't right. We need you to because try not to get complicated, but the the, the company was owned by a 50% by our other companies. So they said, well, we won't have that. You have to be the directors of the company. It can't be owned by a company. So we, we changed that. Then there was something else. And then they said, actually, your accounts need to demonstrate that you have greater than £25,000 um, earnings. And again, this is for my sort of property business. And I actually went away, paid my accountants, you know, accountancy fees, which are, you know, significant, you know, four-figure sums yep accountants aren't normally cheap (laughs) and they did that and then the the bank came back and said okay well yeah you've demonstrated over 25 but actually we'd remove dividends and something else so it's now less than 20 and it got to the stage where you know this this was like the seventh thing that they'd changed and i just turned around to the broker and i said look it's very clear to me that they don't really want to lend on this because every hoop they've put in front of us we've cleared but they've just found another reason. So, I, so what I really felt was that we weren't—they weren't being wholly truthful. And I guess that's just my long story of saying that I think it might be in the future that the bank says, "Yeah, it's no problem that you've had rental holidays," and they might not be overt about that, but they may well find other reasons not to loan if if you then say you have. Again, just to reiterate, if I have to take mortgage holidays, as may well happen if you know things don't improve, come july then i'll take mortgage holidays because the first thing i need to do is is survive but if i can survive without mortgage holidays that's that's what we're going to do have you looked at the 
uh, the new, well, newish bounce back loan scheme at all yet? Well, you're now, um, you're now touching on another touchy subject with me because I think, well, at the time of this recording, it will be, you know, five, six weeks, but I applied for a Sybil's loan. So, uh, not, not, mm-hmm. not, not Basil Forty's wife, but obviously the, um, the coronavirus business interruption loan scheme yes scheme coronavirus business yes. interruption loan well the civil civils yeah no you're right yeah you're right. You, you you just finished the acronym yeah it's civils yeah. yeah yeah so <laughs> so i applied for that a number of weeks ago didn't hear anything for two weeks i obviously sent an email you know you you try calling a bank these days especially uh, especially for a, a business account and yeah good good luck i mean my my phone provider no longer lets me phone 0345 or 085 numbers i've spent so long on hold to these companies and and that's actually the truth uh and you know you can't get through i've sent emails anyway out of the blue i got an email saying um oh i did get, i got a missed call from a no caller id and yeah I then got an email saying, we've got a couple more questions for you. We'll phone you back within the hour. So I said, all right, okay. So literally clear the decks, phone next to me, no call. And I've responded to the email. And since that email saying that they're calling back in an hour, you know, a few weeks have elapsed and I've sent a couple of emails and no response. And it's it's a bit frustrating. So to answer your question... <laughs> I haven't. I mean, the bounce back loan sounds great. I mean, my view was that I was going to get the C bills and just use a proportion of it where necessary. So given that it's 0% for a year, it made sense to me to have that available if if we get through the criteria. But as, a, as, as of this recording, I have no idea what status we're at and, and therefore couldn't, couldn't apply for a bounce back while I'm waiting for that, I wouldn't have thought. I don't know because there are, there are options to convert Sybil's into bounce back i don't know how that process works or or sort of the order of attack on that but i know there are some options around it yeah the restriction i thought on sybils was that at least 50 percent of the company's income had to be trading income so am i would i, would I be writing guessing this is your your consultancy company you're looking at for this rather than a uh, an spv for property yeah, so my limited company is for my properties and for all the rental income, as opposed to just an SPV for a single property. So the so my company, the limited company, owns a number of properties and has the turnover for those uh, rentals coming through that property. Okay, uh, but you have uh, so I, my understanding is that rental income is not considered trading income um so presumably you have you have other income coming through that company as well that that's not not just rents hmm. depends who's listening but um <laughs> although perhaps that yeah perhaps that'll be now, one of the points no. when you, your your bank talks to you about civils they'll say you don't qualify <laughs> but uh there's because that's something that um people are talking about and i I'm a little dubious about this, but the bounce back loan scheme apparently says 50% trading income or commercial activity. And apparently property rents can be 
considered commercial activity, even though they're not trading income. So lots and lots of landlords and property companies have been jumping on on the bounce back loans as, as something that they are allowed compared to, to Sybils, which they, they generally weren't allowed. How uh, how correct this is, I, I think, is is yet to be shown, uh, considering the, the bounce back loan scheme is, is entirely self-certified. So all you do is, is read through the, the terms and say, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's me. <laughs> and they give you the money, <laughs> yeah. um, which sounds good and scary. <laughs> so I, I don't know. You may, maybe you'll have... Um, have more potential success with a with a bounce back loan if uh, if your Sybils one ends up uh, asking awkward questions. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they've asked some questions, I've answered them. My view is that I'll just see where we get to in the next couple of weeks. If if they continue to be non responsive, which is which is what's happening at the moment, then then I will pull the trigger on a on a bounce back loan. You know, as and when it feels necessary. I mean, we we spoke about this previously. I think for me, the really positive thing to come out of this is that you know, I, I now have crystal clear clarity on what's coming out of the business every single day. You know, so I I can now just look at um, you know, look at my sheet and I'll know that. So I've, I've basically broken it out per day per month. So I know that on the sixth of every month, how much is coming out. I know how much is coming out on the ninth of every month and any costs which I feel are extraneous or superfluous to actually running the company have just been removed. You know, I've cancelled everything, you know, that needs. So so I know that, you know, come whatever the you know, the seventeenth of a month, you know, when my mortgages are coming, that's the day where there needs to be money in that account. You know, other things like whether it's uh, you know, utilities, bills, whatever however that's broken out or TV licenses, you know, so for example, I might have 60 pounds on the third of the month coming out. I just know that there has to be that money in. So I'm now, you know, really, really clear. And I think that's the benefit. I don't, I don't really want to borrow money because, you know, I'm sort of quite leveraged in the company as it is, but yeah, as, as the mantra is, you know, if we can just come out the other side still with a business, uh, I'll be happy. And how about yourself just on this front, you know, in terms of your properties, are you, any any events? Well, we're, we were going to talk a little about uh, about rents later on, and that that's that there have been some events there. But on the on the sort of outgoings side of things, it's relatively quiet. I haven't applied for any mortgage holidays yet. Uh, as as with you, there may come a time when that's that's necessary if um, if rents start dropping significantly um, and tenants indicate that they're having a financial hardship that looks like it's going to last. But uh, currently it looks okay. And currently I'm covering mortgages without um, too much trouble. The uh, the loan schemes that are available, I've been obviously keeping an eye on them and I'm, I'm curious about them, but I'm not sure quite, what I would do with one. So I haven't really looked at the Sybils one, so I don't know the the details of that. But the bounce back loan scheme, it's uh, a quarter of last year's turnover up to a maximum of £50,000. So say as a, a property business, um, I don't know, say you got £25,000. What, you, what would you do with £25,000? If it's to pay mortgages, 
well, it strikes me that a mortgage holiday would be a, a better approach to that. Mm. Yeah. If it's uh, to pay uh, utilities or um, maybe uh, other sort of professional fees and, and things like that, maybe, maybe even council tax, that kind of thing. Maybe there, there are other approaches you could take with those companies or just a quick one, Simon. On, so on this, on the bounce back, because clearly you've done more reading on this than I have, because I, I just didn't look at it because I was you know, knee deep in the Sibyls. What's the what's the interest rate for the first year? Is there an introductory rate? The interest rate for the entire loan is 2.5%, but the first year is paid by the government. So for the first 12 months, you pay nothing. You don't pay any repayments and you don't pay any interest. The interest payment for that first year is actually paid by the government. And then in years two through six, you pay two and a half percent interest and you and the monthly payments are uh, repayment. So you pay the interest and capital repayment each month. Yeah. So so, so all I'm thinking, and again, of course, you and I, we're just we're just riffing here conversationally. We're not uh, we're not advisors. We uh, up comes something dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> we're not providing advice to anyone. That's not what we do. We're certainly not uh, uh, qualified to do so. But I'm just thinking. So definitely not because I, I I agree with you, and I think well, you know, I I expected the question to come back to me at some point. So well, okay, what what do you need this loan for? Yeah, and and if it's predominantly uh, mortgages, then then they're likely to say, well, we're not going to do that. You get a mortgage holiday. However, if you were able to get the loan, just just on your point, if the first twelve months is free, financially, couldn't that make more financial sense than a mortgage holiday, where all you're doing is adding those mortgages to a loan, which you are paying at a percentage rate. So if if you're getting zero percent, yeah, I guess it could. The question I i would have is whether you should though and how future borrowing or lender questions may look at that so they definitely when you when you apply for a mortgage they will always say where is your deposit coming from and um and if you say uh, i borrowed it from from bounce back loans uh, no i'm not talking about deposit if you're happy no I, I know i'm just using this as an example so yeah so they are going to look at that and um similarly they are almost certainly going to look at other debts in in your company or or yourself when you take out uh, future lending and they'll say do you do you have any other lending and you'll say yes i've got a bounce back loan scheme um and the next question i suspect will be why? What did you use the money for? <laughs> and um, if you then turn around and say, oh, I paid my mortgages with it, w- would that be taken negatively? And I don't know. Well, again, this, this is each each man and woman to himself. But um, yeah, depending on the value. Yeah, if it's, uh, yeah, whatever, that, well, whatever the value is, but if it's lower value and you've got a portfolio, then typically, you know, if you've borrowed 10 to 20K, that's invariably going to go into maintenance repairs lots of other stuff as well as yeah that's all i'm saying yeah yeah i mean fair point and certainly things like maintenance could be a, a very good reason for for needing a, a bounce back loan if you 
don't have a don't have rent coming in, don't have the buffer of uh, being able to sustain needing a, a new boiler or or whatever else may may go wrong in properties. A new roof that's another common one. Um, having a, a chunk of money available to cover that w- would be good. And this is one of the things I've thought about, particularly with the the loan scheme. While I don't have a particular need or use for it right now in six months time these loans probably won't be available the economy probably won't be doing brilliantly my rents might be down and if i've eroded my buffer already uh, due to due to lower rents and still paying mortgages and things and then a roof needs replacing significantly maybe having that that money sat in the bank would, would actually be useful and with the bounce back loan scheme because it's free for completely free for 12 months if you didn't need it after 12 months you could just pay it back in theory so it's it's kind of tempting but at the same time i'm just i, I don't know it just worries me slightly <laughs> in your decision to apply for for sybils was that uh, short-term survival or uh, or longer term sort of planning and, and creating a buffer for yourself? Yeah, well, it's basically exactly what you were just talking about was I thought if if we can apply for it now, why why don't we? And also, my to be honest, my first thought is, are, are we ever going to, you know, it's, if they're offering something for 0%, it, it, it ain't going to get any cheaper than 0%. So if I can get access to that, then then let's put in for that. And yeah, have a buffer. So my view would be, you know, we actually put in for, you know, I was trying to cover, you know, four or five months of mortgages essentially. And my view would be that hopefully I'd use as little as that as possible and essentially just pay it back. Now, you know, however that works out, I don't know. Obviously we need to be to find out if if we'd even get, you know, accepted for that loan. But uh, yeah, short answer to your question is it would have just been a buffer and a safety net. You know, there's lots of other routes for capital, you know, if needed. But, you know, if if they're offering 0% because that wasn't going to get any cheaper, I thought, well, let's see if we can get access to that first and then, you know, prioritise after that. Talking about access to uh, cheap money, not not quite as cheap as Sybil's or or Bounce Back, but that was something I'd been thinking about on the, the mortgage holiday aspect. So if you can get a mortgage holiday where the interest is rolled into the loan rather than as involved into the loan long term rather than being repaid at the end of the, the three months then you're effectively borrowing that extra money just at your mortgage rate mm. which is obviously it's not not zero percent it's not two and a half percent probably but it's probably not far off that so it's still fairly cheap money and i had wondered whether that that could actually be uh, certainly in larger portfolios an approach to end up with a little more more money available cash available yeah i think you know coming back on this point for me my my point of view on that is it again it all depends you know if, if i've if i only have if i have two properties and that's an option that will save me quite a few money for three months and put me in a really good place, then I'd definitely consider it. For me, having several properties, you know, doing that 
and knowing that I want to grow the business further in the next sort of 12 to 18 months, my concern, again, is all the things that we've spoken about before. But I agree with you. Yeah, it could be cheap money. And again, it's uh, it's too early in the day for my brain. But I'm still thinking, well, okay, if, even if I add six months worth of mortgage, or three months worth of mortgages to the back end of the loan, even if the, the term that we are fixed into that loan is three years, we then have to think, well, okay, that's been added to the to the gross loan amount and the annual percentage is taken from that with the added non-paid monthly mortgage. Does that make sense? She'd be paying greater per month because of that. And I agree. I, I do agree with you, by the way, but that's that's all I'm thinking about as well. To be honest, for me, if I thought that was an option where there'd be no repercussions and it would be really simple for me to carry on borrowing as I do in the future, yeah, it, it would be an easy one. But I think it's the combination of things that, that make me reticent to do it. But again, you know, we'll clearly do it if needed. Exactly. It, it's that risk factor, isn't it? You don't quite know how it's going to be looked at in the future. And the last thing you want is to to long-term harm your, your borrowing potential. Yeah, particularly as I do a lot of refinancing. And the other, you know, the thing that you mentioned, you know, when about loans, well, I am also well thinking about i've also quoted on you know redeveloping one of my properties to a much to to an even higher standard than it currently is and actually making it more design-led so you know we'll we'll need funding for that and yeah that that funding will go on that and then eventually i'd want to refinance that property because you know hopefully it'd be much better so would the refinancing be as straightforward with a company when you've had you know a three-month break within the last year for example, you know, my, my immediate thought on that is, well, I don't think so. Knowing how they operate and having done a number of refinances, I know that the hurdles we have to clear are, are challenging enough without adding in another uh, a black mark, if, if you will. Well, Simon, it looks like we've, uh, we've, we've talked for long enough on this subject. So we, we've run out of time to speak about rents, which hopefully we'll get to uh, on the next episode. But uh, yeah, for for everyone else, for all of our past episodes and show notes, do visit thebusinessofproperty.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week.